Welcome to Pitmaster, an old Virginia Smoke podcast. I'm your host, Luke Darnell. While you're enjoying this podcast, please share it out on your social media and also be sure to like the podcast and on the service of your choice. This is a little bit of a different Old Virginia Smoke podcast in that it's short form and topic focused. We've been on our Midwest barbecue tour and spent a lot of time with our buddy Darren Worth from Smokey D's. This podcast focuses around mindset and conquering the big competitions. So please join me in welcoming Darren Worth from Iowa Smokey D's. All right. So we're here with the goat, Darren Worth, Iowa Smokey D's. How's it going, buddy? Just great. Had a fun couple days together. Couple days teaching yeah. and learning and yeah, maybe a little drinking. Maybe. Just a little. <laughs> so just wanted to ask a few questions, do a little tiny podcast here. Mostly revolving around mindset and the mindset that you'd like to get yourself into for a big competition. You know, not not to say that all competitions aren't important, but obviously some are way more important than others, I think. Would you agree with that? Well, yeah, some have the bigger prize, you know. So a normal contest may have money, but a bigger contest, you know, people, people don't remember somebody that won the local contest in Tucumcari, New Mexico, three years ago. Mm-hmm. But you win the American Royal or the Jack, just knowing that you've won that kind of hangs with you for years. You know, people remember that type stuff. It's a memorable event versus just an everyday contest. Right. Where do you like to get to as far as a mental state when preparing for a big contest? Well, you know, I always always say in the contest... You know, let's say the American Royal, because that's that's probably been our most successful. At the point, and it's 10 o'clock in the morning on Sunday of the American Royal, the Open, because I really, I don't take the Invitational too seriously. To me, it's just kind of a, hey, let's get the kinks out before we cook the Open. But I feel like I'm the Tiger Woods over the, over the ball. It's the 18th hole at the Masters, and I'm down by one. Or 17th hole at the Masters, and I'm down by one. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's where the frame of mind, that's where you have to be. You have to be in a frame of mind that there's no way anybody can beat you. The only person in the world that can beat you is yourself. Right, and that would be overcoming adversity in the cooker if things go wrong. Yeah, we, we always love, I mean, when something goes wrong... That's when, that's when I really love it. I love when things go, things go bad. Because and it makes your brain work more? Yeah, it, makes you it just makes me, it? it makes me come up with a solution and figure out, okay, how do we make this work? How do we make this work? And I think it gives you an advantage over younger cooks that maybe really haven't learned how to cook as a whole, maybe went and took a few barbecue classes and follow a, a strict note and timeline that said, hey, if I wrap my ribs at this time and I do this at this time, okay, what happens if a 75-mile-an-hour wind comes through and you can't wrap your ribs at 10 o'clock in the morning? Their day's probably ruined. My day says, 
oh, let's just wrap them at 1030. No harm, no foul. Right. You know, so, you know, just getting that mind, I think that's a big advantage to an experienced cook that's been around a lot is crap goes wrong. I love it when crap goes wrong. I love I, I'm the same guy that loves when the crypto market crashes because I get to watch it because I know, guess what? It's going to come back up. Right. Right. And, and so I, I kind of, I kind of like that feeling that, oh, here's some adversity. Here's some rough waters. How are we going to navigate through and get to mm-hmm. where we need to be? Do you think that the atmosphere at those big contests like helps get you into that mood? Yeah, I think the atmosphere is part of it, knowing that you're among the best of the best and you're you get a chance. I mean, I think that's probably true with with anybody. It's not a matter of how do I raise my game, you know, how do we how do we become better? For instance, a lot of people walk into the American Royal and drive into the American Royal and say, I just hope I hear my name called. Well, I'm going in there going, I hope I hear my name called five times. You know, right. and not for any dessert category either. You know, I mean, if you only think that you're trying to get a chance of getting a call, then you only got a chance of getting a call. But you really, if you go into a state of mind that says... I'm here to win, and there's no way I can lose, then that kind of shows in your cooking. You know, things just go right when you're really positive versus if you've got a negative factor beside you. I always joke with Sherry, you know, she'll come up at a normal contest and go, that chicken doesn't look very good. (laughs) okay, wrong state of mind, because now I'm thinking about what's wrong with my chicken. Is it really? Oh, boy, might as well write it off. Mm-hmm. You know, so she knows not to do that at big contest. You know. So you focus more on the final outcome rather than saying, I'm going to go here and I'm going to do this better than I did the last time. You're, yeah. You're more like, this is, this is, I'm going to lay it on the table. Well, I, I can tell you, we've won the American Royal three times, and I guarantee none of those recipes have been the same. Not because I didn't want them to be the same, it's just I don't write down stuff, and then you change stuff from year to year. So it's just a piece of meat. Cook it. Cook it good, tender, cross your fingers. It, it, there's a lot of luck involved. Mm-hmm. You know, and the more you can get in other competitors' heads and make them start doubting their cook. You know, so so if I can get next to a Tuffy Stone and, you know, start commenting <laughs> about, wow, you do that that way? You sure? You sure you want to do that? So gamesmanship comes into then it a gets little him, bit. Then it gets him started thinking about it. <laughs> you know, so I just pick on Tuffy. But, you know, we used to, uh, Tuffy at the Jack, we used to, he was so secretive and he was kind of... Um, blocked off from all the crowd and his and his dad and his uncles were always the gate right right and and so what we did was we always made up a cartoon sign that had a picture of tuffy on it that said free cooking lessons from 11 30 to 1 30 here on saturday (laughs) And, and we would sneak over and sherry would talk to the uncles to distract him and i'd hang it on his sign and people would actually start to line up (laughs) <laughs> and, and like, oh, we're going to learn something here. And then the uncles would catch it. It was a big joke. I think 
Tuffy saves them all too. He's probably got them in his office, <laughs> but just a lot of fun. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you can screw with people a little bit without them. You don't want to come right out and let them know you're screwing with you. But if you can get in their mind and get them second guessing their cook, especially somebody that really questions themselves, they're out of the game. You don't have to worry about them anymore. Right. Right. I always use the example of the 2016 American Royal as a learning lesson for me from two different aspects. Number one, I had always assumed that the most important cook of that weekend was the Invitational. And that's not true at all. Like, you're cooking against a smaller field. You don't get any of the residual benefits. And winning the Open is just a... It's a... It's probably the biggest accomplishment. It's the granddaddy. Yeah. You know, I mean, you get, to, you get to go to the Jack, you get to go to Houston, you get to come back to the Invitational. You know, it's just, there's so much there that you gain by winning the Open compared to the Invitational. That's why the Invitational, if I pick out all my meat that week, all the crappy stuff's going to the Invitational every time. And it's not like we've done bad in the Invitational. Right. But I've just never really tried hard in the Invitational because all my focus was going to be on the open. Right. And I, I remember that Sunday morning coming over early in the morning when we're at a contest. We hang out in the morning and you were there, but you weren't there. You weren't <laughs> present with me. I was in the zone. You were in the zone and I went back to my trailer and I looked at Kim and I said, oh, I just saw something that I've never seen out of a barbecue cook, like a focus level that I've never gotten to, you know, and... And that's kind of been the the measuring stick for when I go to a contest now. But this is, it's really hard to repeat that week in and week out, though. Like to, to go to a lot of other contests. It is, and I'm not sure you're going to do that. But, you know, normally I have a feeling come on, you know. And, and a lot of times you're like prepping for the week and prepping for the week. And you're kind of going through the same motions, okay. And you may pay a little extra more Special attention to make sure you got the best of the best meat. We all do that. I, I, I never used to do that, and now I do a lot where, you know, ah, that's just good enough. That's ah, fine. I don't want to make another trip to the store to get some more chicken because, ah, I got it. I got eight pieces. It's fine. You know, that tends to happen because you just, of the going through the day-to-day -day of, you know, running restaurants and then having to, having to deal with that. So... Um, but at the Royal, it's pretty special, you know, so you want to make sure you got the best of the best, but normally it's, it's on the drive down, you know, and, and when we're in the truck, Sherry and I really don't, we really don't talk, you know, we just kind of do our thing and she'll sometimes, what's on your mind? Just getting in the mood, just getting in the mood, you know, and it's, it's like coming into the Royal. And then when you come through the tunnel or, you know, now all of a sudden, okay, it's it's game on. It's time to be serious. And we're not going to be serious the whole time. But right. you're in this frame of mind that, hey, we're here to win. Everybody else is going to lose. Everybody else is playing for a second. You know, and until you get yourself in that frame of mind, you know, you're probably not going to win. Right. People that do good at the Royal tend to do good all the time at the Royal. You know, it's confidence. And, you have to have confidence. And I, and I think it's confidence. And, and it does take that first win, you know, sometimes to, to get that confidence. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like chicken. You'll go into next year's Royal thinking about chicken, right? How, how well can I be in chicken? 
you know, when I've won the American Royal Chicken. This is nothing. I just cook my chicken recipe. Unless you have that confidence, right? You know, you probably aren't going to get that done, right? No, I'll I'll be going at it to beat you <laughs> because you have to have that mindset, you know. And that was a great moment for me, learning moment, winning chicken at the right. Royal and being like, okay, now I know what this feels like to come up on this stage, yeah, and get a square trophy, and now I would like. Yeah, five, six more. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Well, thank you for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I hope we're not teaching anybody too many secrets because you can't have that many people in the zone. No. You know. Well, there's always shaking and grinning to keep people out of the zone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can, I can kind of look back at my contest scores, and and we're next to shaking and grinning a lot. And let's just say they are not. Good influences on my liver. I mean, on my barbecue, but right. but no, lots of fun. But there's there's you know when it comes to Saturday night at the Royal, you all can stay up all night. Nine o'clock, I'm going to bed because that's game time. Yep, hydration is key too. Hydration <laughs> is the key. <laughs> Thanks a lot, buddy. Okay. Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an old Virginia Smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and share it out with all your friends. Also, be sure to check out the Old Virginia Smoke YouTube channel as well. Tune in next week for another great episode of Pitmaster. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is edited by Chris Sedanka. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is a property of Old Virginia Smoke, LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright 2022.